Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to our newsroom podcast, edited by and produced by the Milton Friedman Society Bocconi Students Association. Here with me is, as usual, Anton, and we are going to illustrate some of the news from this week. Good morning, Anton. Hello, everyone, and hello, Lorenzo. So I hope that all of you had a very pleasant holiday time. I hope that you enjoyed our Christmas special. We for sure did. We did enjoy making it and we did enjoy sharing our uh, reading suggestions. So if you haven't listened to it, I suggest you still check it out because those uh, reading suggestions are really for all wasters. They, they don't have a, an expiration date. That being said, let's get on with this week's um, episode. So uh, for this week, I I think and I feel that we really have to talk about what happened down at Capitol Hill, where a bunch of Trump supporters, Trump fans, uh, stormed Capitol Hill and tried to block uh, the Congress uh, counting and certifying the vote from the Electoral College for the election. Now, the vote has been certified anyway after that, but still they managed to introduce themselves inside of Capitol Hill. There's been huge rage after the events because, well, at first, because Trump did not call in the National Guard. It had to be uh, his vice president, Mike Pence, to do so. And even after that, he didn't openly condemn the facts. So um, he said to protesters, I, I even feel guilty calling them protesters, to these vandals, and terrorists uh, to go home and that they were special. And then he was forced to openly condemn acts of violence, which he didn't in, the, uh, in his original um, address to them. Then, of course, there was uh, another uh, set of people who were enraged by what they perceived as being a differential treatment uh, to these uh, white vandals, as opposed to what we saw happening uh, with BLM protests. So, well, think uh, what what you want uh, of that, but for sure it's another big theme for these events. And then, uh, actually, in the last couple of days, uh, Twitter and Facebook decided to ban uh, Donald Trump's accounts following these events. So we have a really big topic to talk about here. Uh, Anton, what do you think of all of these? I mean, uh, it, it, it certainly was quite a shock. I mean, it was on, on Wednesday evening. I was uh, I had an exam yesterday, so I, I was still studying. And then all these news headlines started popping in, um, saying about the, the, the storming of Capitol Hill. And this really, really was a big surprise because... On the one hand, there have been a lot of speculation about the polarization by the way Trump uh, interacts both of his supporter or the general public and how this provokes, um, let's say, uh, controversial behavior uh, on the side of his basis. But on the other hand, it was kind of always perceived that, that those people um, weren't really able to, to put those things into reality. It was always, if you, if you want to put it, or if you, if you look at it, um, there have always been some individuals who, who acted in, in, in an act of patriotism, or however you want to put it, um, with, with single terrorist attacks. I mean, they're, they're, I think 
this week the the trial of the uh, then uh, underage uh, teenager who 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 shot people at the at a Black Lives Matter protest is is coming to an end. But but in general, that uh, a big movement could actually be realized um, on this very day uh, and and turn out to to actually let's say partially achieve their goals. This was this was stunning, and and I think that's that's probably unprecedented in the in the younger. Um, history of, of Western democracies. Yes, definitely. That was surely a shock and I must say a shame for democracy in the United States. But there are uh, some themes that we can follow on, these, uh, on this topic. So uh, the first one that I think is really important to address is uh, this fact that uh, Donald Trump has been banned from uh, social media. And by the way, I forgot to mention before that Parler, the app that we mentioned, I think a couple of podcasts ago as being the leading social media among conservatives in the US, has been removed from the App Store and Google Play Store. And I don't know if uh, Nokia and BlackBerry have their own uh, store again, but anyway, it has been removed from the main uh, app stores around the world. So um, I think that this is uh, concerning, but I must, I, I must say, uh, I think it is appropriate to remove the account of a person, even if he is that influential, when he can cause these sorts of problems, because there is no doubt that at least indirectly, and there is an, uh, an argument for saying that he did it so directly, uh, well, caused these riots to burst at Capitol Hill. But I think a very big um, thread that we should follow with this piece of news is that we lack a social media regulation. We cannot expect uh, this, uh, well, we cannot justify these things to happen because there is no rules, there's no rules that regulate uh, what people can post or not post. Or well, there are rules, but they're very vague and they are not regulated explicitly when it comes to politics. So uh, for half of the political spectrum, what uh, Facebook and Twitter did was basically uh, the superpower of a private enterprise, and for the other half, it was undue censorship. So I think that the main um, takeaway from, these, uh, from, from what happened is that we seriously need to um, go there, sit down, and design a regulation for how social media are supposed to treat politics. Uh, do you agree with that? Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, I beforehand I made a note of, of three questions, and the first one was how to regulate the press and social media, because, I mean, social media is the more dynamic of the both, I would argue. So focuses more on that as more people are accessing social media. If you look at, for example, uh, subscription of new subscription of 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 uh, papers like the Financial Times or the New York Times or the, the big uh, local newspapers they have fallen. Whereas most people in surveys also indicate that they get most of their news from social media. So basically, the focus is on 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 Instagram, on on Facebook, and 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 the other big social media platforms like Twitter. But I think you cannot leave out the press uh, or or other media channels like the 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 Murdoch News Empire with Fox News, which also have been by many, especially Democrats, been argued to 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 stimulate or further um, 
catalyze this this hate and this anger brought up by 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 uh, Trump supporters or people unhappy with the way um, well the democratic process works. So um, it's a very very hard thing to balance because on the one hand censorship is is basically it's it's in itself it is a is a is a very it could be a useful tool but fundamentally it violates the principle of of, of freedom of speech and and therefore it's it's very very careful to handle it especially on a on such a big level where millions or i think in, in the case of facebook billions of people are on a platform to control that and to be uh let's say to faithfully use censorship that's i would argue that's with the with the availability of technology right now that's that's impossible to do so i i i think there will be some very interesting debates um also that parla has i wasn't sure if they were banned or if they actually were just uh, asked by by google and and apple to um re uh, state their their privacy and uh, and data regulations but um it uh it, it it is interesting how how public debates gonna take place in let's say um five years or even two years down the line because the the landscape will will change and i i i'm, I'm very much uh, excited to see what 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 the future will bring but it's very difficult to to balance freedom and uh, stability at the same time both when it comes to such a big uh, basis of users and, uh, and 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 the importance of of uh, of uh, of media in itself in in shaping um, social dynamics and 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 the feelings of the general public. Yes, definitely, and I think that uh, the risk of censorship is precisely why we should have a clear regulation. Because if you write down everything beforehand, then yes, there might be. Uh, some strict rules that could be equated to censorship, but also there are clear rules. So you have some safe harbors, you are entitled to your freedom of speech, and there are clear boundaries to this freedom of speech. Instead, if we keep on uh, going like this, every time something happened that could be, in theory, uh, violating these very vague terms of service, there is arbitrary censorship. May that be on the uh, enterprise's part or on the state's part, but still, it's arbitrary censorship on a case-by-case -case basis. And we need a stable regulation, clear rules that define what can be done and what cannot be done. But there is another takeaway that we should address, uh, and, is, and it is about Donald Trump and his future in the party and in US politics. In particular, uh, well, uh, this week we also had two elections in Georgia. Uh, if we, if you followed us in our um, in two uh, two episodes ago, we did mention that uh, uh, these runs were going to take place in Georgia. They would decide control of the Senate that has gone to the Democrats, and that is a huge uh, occurrence because well, Democrats won two seats at once. In Georgia, that used to be a safely red state, and they got control of the Senate. They even defeated an incumbent. And by the way, we should mention, they were both uh, kind of progressive Democrats. They weren't blue uh, dogs, uh, who are usually the candidates in these red states. So I think that accounts to a huge loss uh, for Donald Trump that is undoubtedly at least linked 
with these um, losses. And this could prejudicate his role in the future of the GOP. Plus, we should mention that uh, a lot of commentators are noting that this crazy occurrence of riots at Capitol Hill offer a great opportunity to uh, mainstream Republicans, hardcore Republicans, to drop their support for Donald Trump, just throw him out. And, well, it could be a golden occasion for those of them who already want to do so. So what do you think of the future of Donald Trump inside the Republican Party? I mean, the the ultimate uh, end of, of, of Trump's, uh, Trump's work as a, as a politician uh, might be even in the next uh, 14 days uh, with the upcoming impeachment trial. And I think this is going to be decisive both at uh, how people are going to look back on, on the Trump pres- presidency as well as how they're going to judge the way the Republican Party interacted with him and, and, and how their standpoint is in regard to this, this, this particular person. And there have been some, I, I mean, right now, if you go at, on, the, uh, on the news page of the uh, New York Times, you have basically the first 10 articles are all about uh, the, the upcoming impeachment trial and how several Republicans um, are voicing their um, disconsent with Trump. And even I think the first Republican senator has asked for, for the removal of Trump. So maybe if, if Trump actually, if, if, this, if this impeachment trial turns out to be successful, this will change the narrative, definitely. And um, I mean, there always have been some Republican politicians, high profile like Mitt Romney or, or John McCain, who, who, who voiced their their um their their anger about trump and and that he doesn't really represent the values of of a of a conservative party such as the republican party but um finally i mean also with looking at how the political um field is is developing we see that it is less dependent on on the parties themselves and becoming more and more important on on the actual politicians because they manage to build brands themselves and, and, and stand for themselves. So I think even if the Republican Party fails as a whole to 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 distance uh, distance themselves from, from from Trump, it might very well be that Republican politicians who want support to Trump have a, a very, very successful uh, career down the line, even with, with people who object Trump or, or hate Trump uh, because of their ability to 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 shape new new political ideas as an individual um, loosened from their party. Yes, that's for sure. And well, in the Trump era, we did see a lot of extremists being elected. So we will have to see. I certainly hope and I think uh, most of our listeners hope as well that the uh, Republicans disenfranchise themselves from these, uh, these Trump's past and I really hope it will be passed in a, a couple of weeks or so but we'll see what happens for sure the next primaries for the Republican Party are going to be even more important than this year's uh, Democratic primaries but enough with the US and Donald Trump I'm certain most of you already heard plenty about this topic so let's move on Anton what happened in China so, um, as probably many of you know, uh, in early November, um, Chinese regulators stopped the IPO of Ant Group, which is a is a financial vehicle 
um, very closely connected to Alibaba um, because of their uh, disconsent with the with both the operation and the management of of of, of the end group. And um, this was very closely following an event where where Jack Ma in, publicly voiced his his dis uh, his 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 disconsent about the uh, Chinese financial system and especially in regard to to lenders and regulators. So on the one hand, he said that China Chinese lenders are not really focusing on empowering um, the basis of, of of the Chinese people, but rather that they only offer credits to to those who like in a I think he made a comparison to a pawn shop where you have to be able to put up a certain level of collateral in order to get a credit. And um, I think an interesting analogy to 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 which you the the book that you mentioned in the Christmas special with uh, Mohammed Yunus banker for the poor, the, the this concept is hard to 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 foster economic development for for the very poor. Um, on the other hand, he also said that the regulatory system in China is has become old and and ill-equipped to to manage the modern dynamics of of entrepreneurial ventures and and business. Um, but so after so following these statements, both the the IPO of of the end group was suspended, and Jack Ma actually disappeared from from the public. So um, over the last week, several of the the bigger newspaper, I think most prominently the Wall Street Journal, had uh, pieces featuring um, basically this how 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 Jack Ma went missing after making these statements and speculating about his whereabouts as well as uh, what implications his uh, his, his disappearance has on both Alibaba and how people perceive China. And um, so it's it's very interesting to see, uh, first of all, if, if Jack Ma uh, reappears, because of course there's speculation about him either being already killed by by, by, by Chinese officials or being in a re-education camp and stuff like that. But but on the other hand, it's, it's not that uncommon that uh, Chinese uh, businessmen um, disappear from the radar for quite some time after making, let's say, controversial statements uh, in regard to China. So what do you think about this? Yes, exactly. I think uh, you mentioned the most important point. So as you say, of course, it is pretty common for people to uh, disappear for quite some time in China. I know it's weird to think about it, but so it is. And, but... In this case, um, we have a very high stature Jack Ma being disappeared, and I'm purposely uh, saying uh, being disappeared, not disappearing, because he is clearly being disappeared by uh, the uh, Chinese Communist Party. And this is unprecedented. And what, o- what also is unprecedented is the complete silence that surrounds these uh, occurring in China. Nobody is talking about these. In my personal opinion, and of course I could be wrong and only history will tell us uh, if I was, in my personal opinion, I think that this is because the Chinese Communist Party was unprepared and it's kind of improvising because Jack Ma was a, a, f- a figure that has had really gone out of control for, for China. Um, some commentators described him as being above the law in China. Uh, now, in China, it is pretty common to see that there is very tight controls and regulations on businesses in general, but some businesses which are very successful and very close 
to the Chinese Communist Party have basically laissez-faire rules. They can do whatever they want and often they are perceived as being above the law and Jack Ma and Alibaba were surely among those. But despite being the richest man in China and one of the richest men in the world, he still uh, was opposing the Communist Party, even if... uh, well, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that he went softly on it because he was pretty vocal about the system. But the main uh, issue is that he was opposing the Communist Party. So they did have to find a way to get him out, to uh, to punish him or to, to change his behavior. And I think we are seeing them improvising, which is, well, we'll see how it ends. But of course, we hope that uh, Jack Ma is well i mean i don't really know or particularly like the guy but i hope that he's not dead or being tortured but anyway uh, i think the most important thing that the whole world should look at is first of all how china decides to operate in these circumstances because well with chinese businesses growing as much as they are it will happen again uh sooner or later another businessman will come out and say that He doesn't like the Chinese system, and we'll see what China does about it. And the second thing that we should be looking forward to is what will happen with the other businessmen, because this sends a very heavy message on other businesses. So we'll also have to see how businesses react in China to to these news, knowing that not even the superstars in the Chinese economy are above the law, which is a big thing in in china where the law is so strict yeah maybe maybe as a final comment to that um the 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 business landscape in china is is very interesting because you have sectors which are very very closely related to the to the um to the government uh, and and also very heavily regulated by the state like telecommunications for example which is a monopoly which is essentially held by the state and therefore the market has a very different dynamic but the technology sector, on the other hand, was long, let's say, overlooked by China. Because if you look at the prime examples, uh, Alibaba and Tencent, who both were founded in the late 90s, um, they received initial funding by external or foreign uh, investments. I think Tencent was founded by or, or funded by Soft, uh, SoftBank. And Alibaba, on the other hand, had a, had a U.S. venture capital fund uh, providing the initial uh, starting capital. But... This has really developed into, because the technology sector inevitably has grown so much, into uh, those companies having incredible control. And also, this is very closely rated into, and, and I'm not uh, too, uh, too familiar with, with, with the Chinese culture, but with this, let's say, ideology, uh, ideological um, uh, idealization of, of, of people like Jack Ma, who had a TV series with, with famous uh, Chinese actors where he is represented as a Kung Fu artist or um, is, is featured in, in songs with, with or our uh, areas of arts and, and, uh, and culture collaborating with the most prominent Chinese artists. So this is very interesting on the one hand, but this, has, this narrative has turned more and more with, with China or especially Xi Jinping trying to... to to provide good examples of businessmen who who put uh, China in uh, before their um, their actual business, um, 
which is not really the way that Jack Ma operates Alibaba, who has, and he's following this, this very strict narrative of that the businesses Alibaba works with come first, then comes in the, the Alibaba's employees, and then comes the shareholder. And then even after that is only the Chinese state. So it's, it's a very, it's a very interesting, interesting field, but of course, um, the initial reaction by 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 the capital markets. I mean, looking at Alibaba stock, who has fallen by basically one third since then. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how how this whole thing develops, and and maybe we can refer to that in a in a, in a later newsroom uh, episode. Yes, for sure. Uh, we will uh, follow what whatever happens to China. Now, if I can conclude with a what I hope it's a, a funny remark. Once uh, Jack Ma, when asked who uh, his uh, inspirational figure was, he answered that it was Forrest Gump. So quoting from this movie, which is amazing, by the way, I would give my personal suggestion to Jack Ma, run, Forrest, run. And with that, uh, I would conclude this week's episode. I hope you liked it. I know we talked about very mainstream pieces of news, but those were really huge. We, we had to address them. So I hope we, we managed to still be interesting and to give you uh, some food for thought. Uh, Anton, thank you for being with me and goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. And maybe on the last remark, um, in the description of the podcast, there's the uh, email address of, of our uh, society. So if you have any feedback or suggestions or think we have left out a, a piece of news that, that you really want to have, wanted to have featured, then please let us know. And we are thankful for any kind of feedback. Ciao, ciao.